and welcome to QuickLink Podcast for Friday the 26th of February. Two bits coming up for you. Firstly, we'll hear from Tom Portsmouth and his report from day six of the UAE tour. And then following that, I chat to Inigo from the Crit Podcast about Omloop Het Newsblad and Kerner Brussels Kerner coming up this weekend. Let's start with Tom. Stage six brought us another sprint after stage five's uphill march to Jabal Jays. Apologies for no report on this one, but with the work at home and a relatively casual affair up the slopes, the only news really from that day was that Tadej Bogacar retained the lead over Adam Yates by finishing on the same time in the larger than normal bunch at the top of a mountain finish. Clearly it was ridden at very conservatively. Today then, 165 kilometres lay ahead of the riders and without a hill in sight. It was most definitely going to be a punch kick for the line and on the most famous man-made palms of Dubai. Curves left and right would mean teams and riders have to carefully select their lines to have the best chance of being on the quickest route to victory. There was a brief moment of crosswinds early on, but unlike stage one where nearly all the major sprinters missed out on the key move, nearly all of them made it this time. The insignificant break, which only had 50 or so seconds over the peloton, was caught with just over 20 kilometers to go. Naturally on the front was Ineos Grenadiers, the Koenig Quickstep and new team Emirates, with all with their own unique goals for the stage. The teams were lining up in formation, ready for a nasty little switchback under a train bridge. The road went from four lanes down to two and then back out to four. Thankfully, all the main players for the win got through unscathed. Unfortunately for Elliot Viviani, however, his lead-up man Fabio Serpentini crashed on the left tall curve synonymous with the Middle East. Cast your mind back to 2013 and Sagan's prance over the central reservation. Would that cause the Italian to lose the win? Maybe, but we're still five kilometres from the finish. Five kilometres to go then and out the dark of the tunnel into the light of day. We are blessed with a ding-dong battle between two time trial specialists in their respective lead-outs. Alex Dowsett of Israel Startup Nation working for the gorilla Andre Greifel versus Philip Agano of Ineos Grenadiers working to keep Adam Yates out of trouble in the front portion of the peloton. Tensions rising, screams getting louder, maybe that's just because of the echo effect of the tunnel. 2.2 kilometers until arrival, and we witnessed two out of place teams on the front Team Bike Exchange and Team DSM. We're not yet accustomed to seeing these two on the front, but they were most definitely controlling things in a dominant fashion. Would it be perfectly timed to put Caden Groves and Case Bolt in the best possible position? The answer? No, it wouldn't. Groves would be left without teammates with 1,000 meters remaining, while DSM was swamped long before 1.5 kilometers. Eyes were searching and scanning for the navy blue of the Koenig, and if their formidable lead-out man Michael Moku could once again lead, perfectly lead Bennett to claim the victory. Close moments of disaster for the Dutchman David Decker, who was fighting a minuscule Caleb Ewan in comparison, but they all stayed up right after the bump and barging. Bennett, once again with 500 metres to go, appeared best placed out of all the protagonists, and would surely launch on the right-hand side of the road, rider's perspective out of the wind, forcing anyone who dared challenge him to come around the long way, on the windy side. But no one could touch the informed Irishman, and he has produced a good yet another display of poise and prowess. This victory couldn't be possible without the help of Mark and Moku, 
the tactical genius in navigating the professional peloton from Tatique. First then was Sam Bennett of the Koenig Quickstep. Second was Elio Viviani. Sabatini didn't actually cost him a good place. I do hope the Italian isn't pushing too quickly following his heart surgery only a mere few weeks ago. Third was Pascal Ackerman of Bora Hansgrohe. Fourth, David Decker of Jumbo Visma. Fifth was Fernando Gaviria of UAE Team Emirates. Sixth, Giacomo Nizzolo of Quebec Assos. Seventh, Caden Groves of Team Bike Exchange. Eighth, Andre Greipel of Israel Startup Nation. Ninth, Case Ball of Team DSM. And getting his just desserts was Michael Morku in P10. What a ride from him. Well, it's opening classics tomorrow, opening weekend. I will try and bring you both the men's and women's race, including the UAE Tour Stage 7, which again should be a bunch sprint. Uh, I look forward to bringing you that and uh, hope you enjoyed uh, this race report of Stage 6 UAE Tour. Thank you very much. Peace. That was Tom Portsmouth hiding away somewhere in a very secret sounding Belgian bunker. You can find Tom on Twitter at T-O-M-P-E-Y-1-3 and read his blog at tomportsmouth.co.uk. Coming up in a second is my chat with Inigo about the opening class this weekend. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's show. I got some good feedback from that, although I did wear the bleep button out just a little. I thought I'd never have to use it again until Quinn Simmons fired his mouth off today. I might tackle that over the weekend, or I might just ignore him completely, which is what everyone should do. Here's my chat with Inigo. Right then, Saturday. Uh, what's on my list? Sudardesh. That's exciting, isn't it? It's, uh, uh, yes. Um, yeah. 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 That's our coverage of that. Yeah. Sudardesh tick. <laughs> UAE stage seven. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Fantastic. Tick. Yeah. We talked about that. There it is. Brilliant. And Omloop Het Newsblad. Omloop Het Newsblad. Here we go. For opening weekend. I'm, actually, I'm very excited. It's come around really quickly. I remember last year, it was always like, 150 days to Omloop, 140 days yeah. to Omloop, and it felt like it was never coming. But this year, suddenly, and we're here. It's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. And fingers crossed, it should be a normal-ish, normal-ish season. It's shaping up to be that way, isn't it? Um, I'm really excited, obviously, with the uh, the recent news in England with uh, everyone opening up by June, which would mean a, a normal Tour de France at the very least. Um, um, so it's it's looking good. I'm I'm not holding my breath, but I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, I'm kind of going into it with kind of blind optimism now. I've had the pessimism and the, oh, uh, what's all the point? But now it's like, fuck it. it it's, it's all come in. Bike racing, sun's out. Yeah, exactly. Let's get it done. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm very ready. <laughs> so, who's winning? This is a great question. See, I, I, when, I, <laughs> when I think about the, the winners, I like, to, I like to go with a heart pick and a head pick, you know? Something that someone I want to win, and then someone who I think will win. Um, I, I, obviously, you got to look at. We got to. We got to start with the Brits racing. Quite a lot of Brits. Um, looking. I'm just looking at the start list now. A lot more Brits than I thought. Of course, there's three for Ineos. We have got Dual Hater and Pidcock. The last of which, who I would not be surprised if he was there or thereabouts in the top five. Um, yeah, there's also yeah. cr- Chris Lawless at Direct Energy. Um, not done a massive amount. Well, he won. Okay, he won Tour de Yorkshire. I. I, I I admit that, but I don't know oh, if he'll be quite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sad to see that go. But um, I don't know if he'll be there or thereabouts. Um, 
But yeah, um, also Charlie Quarterman for Trek Second Friday. That might he might be quite, might be quite something. Yeah, and, first um, round of the year, I think for him possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. Do you know what's happened with um, Gab's colleague from Movistar? I thought I was under mm-hmm. the impression he was their classics man, and he's um, not starting. No, he's not on the list, and he's not on the list for Kerner, is he? Let me find the Kerner list. Uh, where are they? Oh, he is. He's starting Kerner. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just compare the two. It looks like they've gone with... Yeah, pretty different squads on both days. So they've probably just keep giving everyone a run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just letting everyone have a go. Um, I remember watching the Movistar documentary, and it's very much you get sent to the classes as punishment rather than for, to win races. <laughs> You're not one of our four GC leaders. <laughs> no, exactly. Get right in couples. Yeah. yeah. Very much so, very much so. No, but, Who else but is the... on there? Jakey Stewart? Yeah. And Connor Swift and Dan McClay for OK Sam Sick as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Swifty could put in a good, good dig. Yeah, I, if he's given freedom, I would not be surprised if he was there. I feel like he's a very good sort of hard man. Um, of, slightly of the more the, uh, it's the, the, you know, the ruler. No, he can go long and he's got a sprint at the end, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't watch for fear of uh, seeing Hater fall on the ground. Uh, <laughs> oh, wouldn't that, that would be too painful. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Uh, it's uh, just... It seems I seem to curse whenever I just send a tweet out within within ten k. It's like, oh fuck, <laughs> it's happened again. Yeah, uh, just stop talking about him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Stevie Williams, Bahrain. Yeah, absolutely. He's coming back. Just come back from well, come back from injury, sort of the end of last season. Is that right? Uh, yeah, he had he's had no run out since the Vuelta, so yeah, possibly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. He he might be quite a good good option. It's yeah, quite a stacked Bahrain team, actually. I don't know if he crashed on halfway through, although... Um, didn't start stage 11. Okay, okay. I just, I just remember seeing it, in a, seeing it on, on their, their media. It was either him or their other, the Fred Wright. And it was like, oh. welcome back. It's been a long time since he's been here, sort of thing. Um, yeah. I may, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I think that's the Brits, isn't it? Um, yeah. five, five former winners on the start list. Okay. Uh, Greg Van Avermaet, obviously 2016-17. Philippe mm-hmm. Gilbert, uh, 2006 and 2008. Is it wow. really that long ago? That, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Another lifetime. That seems mad, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Seth Van Mark, 2012. Uh, Zenex Stebar, 2019. And last year's winner, Jasper Stuyven. Jasper Stuyven. It could be the first person to do the double for quite a while. Since sixteen seventeen. Yeah, since, since um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's horrible because the first race of the year, no one knows. It's a complete unknown, especially with the year we had last year. Anyway, it's, it's anyone's pick. It could be a completely complete new kid like Pidcock, or it could be Stuyven just do it to, uh, to do it again. Um, I... I like his chances, to be honest. Uh, and I like the Trek Second Radio team. I think they've got a, a really good sort of motivation around them. We've got Mads Pedersen, former world champion. Yep. Um, uh, well, one of those two I would definitely put in that the top five area. Yeah, I was going to say, we've got the last two world champions there. Mads Pedersen, obviously, Philippe with Dukernik. Um, mm-hmm. Tread, uh, looking at the Treads team, Edward Tayens, Ryan Mullen. They'll put in mm-hmm. a good, good shift for you, won't they, if you need to be dragged somewhere. <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah. You could definitely see Ryan Mullen tanking on the front. 
Uh, who else have we got that's there or thereabouts? Um, Florin Seneschal, possibly, if it all kind of breaks up for De Kernick. Yeah, I think he could be like a sort of a second man, sort of like behind the lines. If something goes, as you say, if something goes catastrophically wrong and he's in the, near the front, um, he could. He's definitely got a fast finish, so he'd definitely be up there for them. To be honest, all the entire De Kernick quick, quick step team could probably win this race. Um, ironically, <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, yeah, Florian Seneschal definitely should be up there, I would hope. Um, yeah. I'd quite like to see the return of Seth Van Mark. I, I, I say return because he's always been like there or thereabouts. But because uh, I, I really like, I, I read a, an interview with him in Ruler, must be a couple of years ago now, and he just comes across as such a, a sound bloke. He just, with all the right intentions, loves riding his bike, and I really hope with the new team, new motivation, he can really, he can really push on and have the classic season that w- has been promised of him. I'm trying to find him. Um, um, I believe, oh. yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I've tabbed to the Kerner start list. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, my well-planned notes have gone straight out the window. <laughs> an idiot. I honestly can't find him. Bad mark. He is starting, isn't he? I swear he is. For Omloop, yes, he is. Yeah, for Israel. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's there he is. Yep, got you. Yeah, the Israel teams, I think it's going to be quite an interesting one because, of course, they had a little bit of a, a reshuffle with the addition of Freeman. So I think we're going to be sort of getting to know quite a few new characters. I mean, of course, we've got like old, old, some of the old guard, Mads Schmidt in there, Reto Hollenstein. But um, yeah, some new names. It'll be quite interesting to see how they, they, they perform at the top. Um, doesn't it like Jumbo Visma taking anyone really of note? Timo Ruiz? No. Inkhorn, maybe? Bit yeah. A, bit of a B squad for them, I think. Yeah, definitely. No, no Wild Van Aert. Um, I think that's, that, that, that looks like sort of a, a practice team. They're looking to, to work on their cla- yeah. the classic team of the future, maybe. Yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think he's racing to Strada. Okay, I can believe yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. And I don't see Jumbo Visma on the start list for Kerner Brussels Kerner at all, actually. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm not going mad. <laughs> I'm just taking myself, actually. Yeah. Oh, no, they're for, not there. No, but for some reason, Lotto Sudal are listed twice. So, ah, uh, may, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe that's the, maybe that's PCS and not us. Maybe, maybe. Cross the fingers. Yeah, that would, um, that would be slightly odd, wouldn't it? Yeah, that that would strike me as odd. I, I sort of thought it'd sort of take any chance you can get racing. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see on the day again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else have we got on Saturday? Um, I, I quite uh, fancy the chance of Tois Benut at uh, DSM. Um, oh yeah, yeah. A Strada winner from a couple of years back now, ha- and also another rider that in, in the same sort of way as Van Mark hasn't. Well, he's been in the front, but hasn't had another like big win. Um, I quite. I, I think this could be quite a good weekend for him, maybe. I saw someone talking up Robin Bardet talking of DSM, which I thought was. Oh yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah, he's not someone I would sort of associate with these sort of races. No, oh, it's 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 a name that I always kind of get excited about this time of year. Then, then come July, like oh, it's just yeah, he's old, oh, disappointing. It. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got the Pino vibe. Like oh, what could have been? <laughs> You're very right there. You're very right there. Uh, just having a look, Victor Campanarts, Kubeka. Yeah. Absolutely, um, real machine. Um, whether he could finish it off in a in a in a, in a reduced group, I'm not so sure. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. There's Team Quebec Assos. I don't know if they're if they're the new branding is gonna change it up and start this re- restart their sort of winning streak. But um, yeah, Victor Cabanas is definitely someone to talk about as maybe an outsider for me. I'd say. Um, but yeah, I don't know if he can finish off with a huge weight bet kind of thing. Yes, for sure. I'd actually like to take a moment to talk about uh, Marco Mercato. Uh, I'd, I say this because, of course, I'm, I'm based out here in northern Italy and I, I live on Marco Mercato's doorstep and uh, see him uh, out training occasionally in the hills. So um, I'm definitely talking him up. He's, he's definitely one to watch out there. I've seen his form on the, some of the local colds and, yeah, he's flying. That's the insider knowledge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's 37, so you might not remember it for too many years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't, like, doesn't it like he's had a classic result? Uh, second at Paris Tour uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> yes, I, I must admit, when I, I first saw him out on the ride, I came back and went straight on the PCS to see, oh, I, I recognise that name. Surely he's won something. And it's, oh, yeah, second at a 12 de Bessage in 2011. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> real, uh, real pro rider there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Stage at the you Tour of 14 years ago. I mean, that's... <laughs> I'm not sure many of our listeners would have been around for 14 years ago. So, who are you putting your Euro on? My Euro. This, this is the question. This is the question. Well, my, my heart pick, as I was saying earlier, my heart pick is Thomas Pickock. I really would like to see wow. him at the front. Uh, yeah. I, it's a bold one, and I would not be too surprised if he doesn't pull, off, pull it off. But I, I have faith. I have faith he will be there or thereabouts. As for the actual win, I think, I, I think I'll put my ear on Casper Asgreen of the Koenig, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, as I was saying before, that and the entire team could probably win it on their own. But just from what I saw last year and what we saw from the classics, uh, the sort of the reduced class last year, I think that he's a really classy rider. And in, the, in, a, in a stress final in a reduced group, I, could, I can really see him being able to pull off a, a big win. Uh, interestingly, Pitcock is not the youngest on the start list by quite some way. That's quite interesting, by quite some way, you say. Yeah. Well, he's actually older than Jake Stewart, which I didn't realise. There's not a lot in it, a couple of months or so. Okay, okay. But uh, uh, Jumbo Visma taking Olav... Oh, we'll have to get Giacomo on to pronounce this. Kuj? K-W-I-J? Koi, Koi, Olav, 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 yeah. They're taking big Olav, who's yeah. nineteen and three months or so. God, is he? That's that's crazy. Yeah, scary, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really think why I think well, I was doing it nineteen and three months. Certainly yeah. wasn't r- racing a classic. No, I was probably sinking a lot of beers in a pub somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Talking of which, yeah, Amstel, right here. <laughs> yeah, I might have to top that up in a minute. Um, who am I going to go with? I, I'm going to go. Um, your man from Astana. Let's go Aaron Buru. Aaron Buru. That is an yeah. outside one. That's my man. Interesting. Interesting. I, I have heard his name recently. I, there was, which race was it recent? Was, it re- was he doing well in Provence? Uh, he went to Provence, yeah. Yeah. Third on stage two. Okay. So he's definitely got form, you're saying? Yeah. He likes a, bit, likes a lumpy one. Honestly, yeah. don't know how he rides over, over cobbles. 
Um, Classics form. He's only raced uh, race San Remo and Lombardia, so nothing in Belgium. I his name his name stood out. No, I like that pick, and I tell you what, if you pull it off, you you created the uh, the pick of the century there. I mean, that would be quite the bet, wouldn't it? Yeah. After my uh, disaster with Van der Poel at uh, UAE. Oh uh, well, at least at least you got at least in a way you were right. In a way, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I mean if. I mean, the race could end, and they just annul all the results apart from that first stage. Maybe exactly that is that's that's incredibly possible uh, in these strange times. Anything anything can happen. <laughs> just looking at the odds, uh, I'm just on. Actually, I won't name them because we're not sponsored by them or indeed anybody. Uh, so, Alaphilippe three to one, Ballerini, someone Ooh. we haven't mentioned. Uh, he's at nine. Tim Wellens ten to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Always Stoyven, a safe bet. 12, just running through them in, in order. Uh, from Stoyven, there's Asgreen, Lampert, uh, Greg, Seneschal, Stebar, Trentin, uh, Soren Craig Anderson, and Oliver Nason. That's the top 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mads Pedersen's at 33 to 1, same as okay. Tom Pidcock. Yeah. Um, I'm just scrolling, trying to find Aaron Burry. Oh, there's 150 <laughs> to 1. Okay, okay, that would be, if you put a euro on him, I think, yeah, that's a pretty big payout. Yeah, I think that's a euro each way. <laughs> uh, might, might bring home a couple of, couple of quid. Yeah, no, solid, solid. So that's, that's Omloop Pet Newsblad for the men. Um, dare I ask, and we're very bad about this, any picks for the women's race? I'm frantically now looking for the start list of the women's race to double check who's, uh, uh, who is racing. Um, without without having seen it, I'd, I'd first of all I'd like to say that probably it will probably be uh, uh, Annemie van Vleuten, almost certainly. Um, yeah, last, year's, last year's winner. Um, I but I watched last year's uh, last year's winner, and she just she just rode away from everyone. I think it was up to something like thirty k's ago. Made it look easy. It, it's actually frightening. Yeah, that does seem to be the default setting for a women's race report. Anime <laughs> yeah. rode away from the rest with 30k to go and won by four minutes. She's one of five previous winners on the start list. Um, she obviously won in 2020. Uh, Chantal van der Broek Black won in 2019. Okay. Uh, Annemiek van Vleuten, oh, sorry, that's who we're talking about. Um, Lizzie Dynan won in 2016, Amy Peters 2014, and Anna van der Breggen, who I always get confused, uh, 2015 winner. Okay. Lizzie Dynan, Chloe Hosking. Yeah. Yeah, I I reckon again it's gonna break with yeah, thirty K to go, job done. Love to see a nice two up sprint or so, but Yeah, imagine if it was something like Van Vluten and Van der Bregen just duking it out on the line. That would be a sight, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. And there's something something like an elite breakaway, you know, like you've got Lizzie Dynan, you've got those two, I don't know, maybe yeah, throw a little Chloe Hosking in there as well. It could be really, it could be a really exciting race. Yeah, it's it's usually they usually great races, but um, yeah, like like ourselves, like most people, just don't really give it the courage it deserves. And it's something I definitely want to work on for us, and hopefully other people will do the same. No, absolutely, yeah. Um, other Brits on the start list: Hannah Barnes with Canyon SRAM, uh, Fife Georgie from DSM, obviously Lizzie Dynan at Trek, um, Abby May Parkinson with Lotte Sudal. Yeah. We can have a go. Uh, Lizzie Banks at uh, Sarah Tizit. Uh, Elizabeth Bennett with Drops of Coal. Um, scrolling down. Anna Henderson mm. with Jumbo Visma. New yeah, team this year. 
Uh, Amelia Sharp with NXTG Racing as well. Oh, yes. Oh, and Leah Dibson at Tipco. Yeah. That's a handful. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's very reassuring to see, actually. Quite a lot of young uh, English women. Yeah, that should, should be good. Something I was noticing, just going back to the men's race, that there's been seven, this will be the 76th episode of the men's race tomorrow. Of the 75 previous winners, just 16 of them haven't been Belgian. Really? Yeah. That's very interesting. And That's quite most, telling. Yeah, most of, them, most of those come in the last 15 years or so as well. Okay. Interesting. I'm assuming Eddie Merckx is responsible for quite a lot of that. Um, do you know, I don't think he was on the list of three-term winners, actually. Oh, really? Golly, a race that, that Eddie Merckx has not excelled in. That's quite, that's quite a rare thing. Uh, won it twice, 71 and 73. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, three people have run it three times, all Belgian, obviously. Uh, mm. Ernest, Ernest Sturks in the early 50s, uh, Joseph Breuer, uh, mid-70s, and Peter Van Pettigum in the late 90s. Okay. The last one I, I is probably the only one I've heard of, unfortunately, on that list. Not very well uh, up in my yeah, 50s no, Belgian circus. Mm. The only non-Belgian to win it twice is obviously Ian Stannard. Ian Stannard, of course. Of course, pulling off. Was it 2015 he did that with the, the three uh, quick step riders? Uh, yes, yeah. Terps with Boonen and. Oof. Was it? It wasn't. Gosh, was it like Lampert's or was it something like that? Gosh, I can't. I, do you know, honestly, I can't think. Have we got the race results? Stein Vanderberg. Stein Vanderberg. By me. Hey, look, Luke Rowe in ninth. That was quite a decent result. Yeah, Luke Rowe, he's always been there and thereabouts. He's always been, like, nearly there. I was watching, it was against Wevelgum last year. He was in that front group, and they, they just, he just, like, missed one gap. And he yeah. was then in, like, seventh or eighth. But he's always been there and thereabouts. I think he's a good, good fellow to have on your team. It's, uh... Definitely, definitely. Yeah. If not only for a road, as a road captain. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on to Sunday. Um, Sunday, we'll... Uh, we'll tackle the Droma Classic by saying that's happening Sunday. There we go. That's that covered. Fantastic. Yeah. And Kerner, Brussels Kerner. Um, yes. Th- four words for you. I reckon you can probably guess three of them if I say Matthew. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, that's, um, that's, a, that's a shrewd call, I'd say. I'd say. Um, I'm assuming we're talking about uh, Mr. Vanderpoel. <laughs> that's the one. Um, uh, the inevitable. Um, Mr. Vanderpoel, who will inevitably just take the win. Um, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to preview a race when you've got someone like him racing because it, it's he's just undoubtedly the favourite. I I dare not look at his odds because it's going to be something like two to one or something. Hey, I'm um, just trying to find them. It's not on the site I was using. They've not got the race up at all. Uh, you you Phil, I'll find. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Just winning a stage in uh, the UAE, <laughs> the one his one and only stage in the UAE Tour Plus. Pretty much every cyclocross race he raced uh, in the previous season, um, it's he's it's clearly he's just on the, that form. He's just in the mo- in the zone. He's he knows what what he's doing. Um, it's just impossible to to um, to predict someone else because I think that yeah, he's just he's just one of those riders. I, I don't I don't want to put I I know in previous quickling episodes I've I've I have battered the word um, the name Merck's about, um, but. I I, well, it's it's not inconceivable the way he's going right now. Um, 
Of course, and also, uh, as we now discovered, no no Jumbo Visma, therefore no Wout Van Aert to compete with. It looks like it would probably be the next, and even no, and even no Alaphilippe for quick steps. So um, you'd have to say he's the biggest name on the start list. Um, oh, um, undoubtedly, you, yeah. Um, so I, I guess that this this sort of advantage works both ways because he is so big that he will he'll be man marked by pretty much every other team. Um, so I think he'll be he, he'll have to do something incredible to break away. I think <laughs> break away without being noticed. Um, Unless, of course, his plan is just to wait to the finish and just beat everyone in a 2K sprint. Yeah. Um, but he, he, it's funny because he doesn't seem much of a sprinter, but the, just the sheer power is yeah. just enough. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, really, I, I'm really interested to see how he does on actually, on actually like a big climb. Um, we were seeing Wild Bernard in the Tour de France last year just, just tanking it for like seven kilometers on proper Alps, thinking, like, where? He's able to win a World Tour sprint and then do this on a climb. Just incredible. So I'd be really interested to see if, the, if it maybe it's a cyclocross thing. The sort of the, 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 the stop-start, uh, the stop-start nature yeah. of cyclocross, so that you have to the, be in and out of the saddle um, all the time. You know, you're, you're accelerating, you're decelerating. I wonder if that, that, that conditions the legs in a certain way, that you're just able to just snap in and snap out. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, couldn't, I don't have an answer for you there, really. I'm unable to find any odds for Kerner, Brussels Kerner. Um, probably, I imagine the big sites have put them up after Omloop. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's fallen off. Yeah, that might change things when when Casper screens out. Well, sorry, I mean when um, uh, uh, Aaron Brewer's won his odds of course. Go, sorry, of course. Down, yeah, well, um, I'm but, yeah, going out buying all the champagne on that <laughs> <laughs> one euro each way bet. <laughs> so, uh, quite a different parkour on the Sunday as opposed to Saturday. Obviously, Saturday is, I think, there's a dozen climbs and. Nine sets of uh, cobbles uh, on Sunday. Kerner Brussels Kerner hasn't released the route for this year for you know, for fear of people standing on the road and watching. Of course, um, I mean it's going to take out Uda Quaramont, but all those climbs come in the middle, don't they? And then it kind of mm-hmm. just turns into a bunch sprint again. Is, yeah, is someone going to go? I think it'll be quite be incredibly tough, especially at this stage of the season where. Everyone, I would assume, is pretty fresh. Everyone's fighting, uh, but chomping it a bit to get started racing. I'd have thought that it'll be full gas from pretty early on. Um, and it would take a pretty monumental, uh, a massive Annapol sort of effort to, to get a select group away. I think it'll be one of those classics where just the front selection is made and they just, they just keep shelling riders and they will end up with, like, you know, you've got your Van der Poels, your, your Stuyvens, Pedersen, Pitcock, of course, um, just the elite riders at the front, and then it'll just end, and it'll just uh, the winner will come from that group. I think that's how the race would pan out, probably. I'll be interested to see if Pitcock how he performs two huge days in a row. Yeah, yeah, Going I mean, on for four hundred k. Yeah, it's 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 a big weekend. It's a big weekend for anyone, let alone racing it at full speed. Um, I mean, the, probably the be- the most he- the most in terms of. Uh, Density like that, it's either probably his Tour de l'Avenir uh, stages, or of course, probably, yeah. um, but obviously Tour de l'Avenir, obviously a very high quality, but nothing like this, I don't think. So yeah, I, it might be a little bit of a shock to the system. Yeah, or the Baby Giro maybe, but he, then again, yeah. that had shorter, flatter stages in between. Yeah, you have rest periods. It's, I don't think you can quite compare it really. Um, just casting you over the start list. Anyone pop out that we haven't already mentioned at all? Well, I actually, I'd quite like to mention, I'd like to mention Nils Eck, 
uh, for Team DSM, uh, obviously uh, the uh, world champion, uh, quote unquote, from uh, 2019 in Harrogate, who got DQ <laughs> for drafting behind a car, yeah, <laughs> to be dri- driven away in tears, poor guy. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know. I just. I, I think I, I I remember feeling quite just quite sorry for him. Obviously, I, I don't I, I think it, I think he was rightly DQ'd, but I just remember feeling quite sorry for him. I think that he is a, a really strong rider, and I, he I may be completely wrong, but I'd, I'd quite like to see him maybe near the front, maybe leading out someone like Soren Craig Anderson or Teich Benut, um doing some work on the front or something like that. Maybe maybe I don't know, get a top fifty. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'd quite like to see him maybe do something. Um, yeah, I mean he he did finish second in the Dutch Championships to. Vanderpool last year. Um, on his day, I reckon he's a, a very strong rider. Yeah, absolutely. I bet he's got a stonk in FTP. Yeah. Oh, second at Dwar's door at Het Hagland as well. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and that's... the Paris Roubaix kids version in 2017 as well. <laughs> kids. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if I'd have started in 2017, I'd probably just be finishing next next couple of weeks. I <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah, Go on. Here's your quick link. Mythical. Actually, something I was going to say before we get to that bit. Only two previous winners on the start list that I can find. Casper uh, yeah. Asgreen from last year. Mm-hmm. And again, Jasper Stoyven from 2016. So okay. chances that we might, get, might get a first-time winner there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, your, your hypothetical quick link Euro? My hypothetical quick link, quick link Euro. An outside bet. I... I, I... I want to say Nicky Terpster, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I'd quite, I just, I quite like him to win. I think that uh, ever since he, he's never been the same since he left a Kern, left a Kerning, as quite a lot of riders seem to be. But I, I feel like he's got a motivation about him. I feel like he could have some good legs, and on his day, he can, he can uh, really mess it up with some of the best. Um, this is, of course, my bet that's not Vanderbilt. My Vanderbilt is, of course, mine, my number yeah, one. But yeah. someone who's not Vanderbilt, I definitely, I'd say, uh, I quite like Nicky Terpster to win, actually. I'm just having a having a scoot through. Uh, a bold prediction I want to make is that Brian Cockard will be third. Nice. You know what? That I, I can 100 percent back that. <laughs> I feel like I think I think I think we now need to just predict who's in second. I think that then then we're done. <laughs> That's it. So Vanderpool, Terpstra, Cockard. Um, nice. Should Vanderpool fall off or something happen, or he did actually have the COVID? And mm-hmm. um, let's have a look. See, my eyes are always drawn to Christoph on lineups, yeah. but it's like the it's like the Pinot thing and the uh, I've forgotten the name of the other French guy already. But hey, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly the problem. This is exactly <laughs> you've, you've just personified the the issue. With, um... Schrodinger's Bardet. I mean. Does he, does... <laughs> Does he? If you don't watch, does he really finish? I mean, I mean, it's uh, yeah. I, I think the bet. I think the bet we should be placing is: does he finish, or instead of does he win? <laughs> um, um, gosh, having a who? Who am I going to pick? That's not the obvious one. Um, oh, scoop. I clicked on Postelberger. Did you? I, I must admit, I did. I was drawn to the Bora, the Bora squad as well. I was mm. liking the look of Niels Pollitt. Actually. Yeah, I was just um, going through them. Yeah, Edie Schelling, Daniel Oss, Postelberger, Niels Pollitt. Yeah, some absolute machines in there. Yeah, Burkhart as well. 
Um, trying to think. What? I mean, Demar's there. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm very hot and cold about Demar. I think he had a fantastic year last year. Of course, won all the races that he pretty much could have done. Mm. Um, I don't. I, I just worry that that was. I just worry that that was his year and just the year. It's he looked pretty bad at Passage, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I just feel like that the he must the, the the lockdown must have just suited him down to the ground. He managed to get the right training, the right sort of uh, amount of quality in, and he was just able to finish it off on the day. And I don't know. I I would love him to to, to carry it on, but I just don't know if he's got it this year. Yeah, I suppose consistent wins bring that um, confidence as well. So you you know you're a winner. And just keep winning. Exactly. Break, and then, yeah, he looked he looked out of shape from Bessege. I'm um, just mm-hmm. you know following the wrong wheel, you know, being twenty thirty meters off the back, you know, going into the final bends. Yeah, yeah, um, you, you, it makes you think, doesn't it? But French champion kit on FDJ, it's nice to see, isn't it? I, I'd never begrudge him a win. No, absolutely, absolutely. I, I love a national champion to win, actually. Um, yeah. As long as they're not from UAE, because they're <laughs> you're terrible. They are shocking. Um, I feel so. I feel sorry for any national champions. Anyway. Um, uh, you know, one rider we haven't mentioned at all for either of these races actually is Oliver Nason. Um, uh, of course, yeah. Pro, you could say Twitter's favourite. Um, <laughs> uh, everyone, everyone always seems to want him to, to win, a, win a classic race, um, and he's always been like there and thereabouts. What, did he get a second at Paris Bay a few years back? Um, uh, he's in the same way as Seth Van Roo. Second at San Remo a couple of years ago. Okay. Yes. Um, I feel like he's got a bit of a, as I was saying, it's like a, a, a set van mark aura to him. Like he's a, a quality classics rider, has always been there, but just hasn't had that big win. Um, and maybe, maybe this weekend could be his opportunity in a new sort of edgy to our team with, uh, of course, um, Greg Van Avermaet. But um, we'll see. I don't know. Well, talking of Van Avermaet, do you think we'll see him win on the World Tour stage again? Obviously, Kerner Brussels Kerner isn't a World Tour race, uh, whilst mm, yeah. Omloop is. Um, Hasn't won That's any- a very big call. Yeah, Montreal, September nine, uh, twenty nineteen. His last world. Really? Tour. Yeah. Golly, I mean, I, 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 don't really begrudge him not winning last year. I feel like winning a race last year. I think that was something. It's something. It was. It was a different. You want it, it was a different. Every every race was different. You you had all the protocols and it was all condensed into a really short space of time. And I feel like if you had a dry season last year, I don't. I don't begrudge you too much because it's entirely different. But I do feel ever since. When was he had that? He had a season. Was it 2016 or 2017 where he just was on fire? 17. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like that was. I, I remember at the time thinking that's brilliant. I'm so glad that he's having his moment. But is this his moment? Uh, I, I've just been talking, of course, about Demar having his moment, and I just wonder if that was his moment. Um, I would love it to happen, especially while he's still got the gold, the gold bits on his on his kit and bike. <laughs> still, yeah. <laughs> still a year later. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, doubtful. I think. I think uh, if you if you ignore the uh, Canadian race, uh, September twenty nineteen. I mean, it was in Montreal anyway, so you can ignore that. That's great. As a, <laughs> as a Toronto boy, you can just ignore that. His last World Tour win was Paris Roubaix twenty seventeen. Really? And that, that was the end of that uh, cycle of wins that was um, Tirreno Adriatico overall, the Olympics stage at the Tour. Um, Omloop, Harold Becker, uh, Ghent, and then Roubaix. Which mm. one? Yeah. So, is it old man Greg's at it at his time? Well, he's only thirty-five, but 
it's that it, it, he's getting to that age where he's becoming he's becoming like the patron he's becoming the uh, the old hand he's, he's looking after the to the young kids giving them the advice maybe um it it could be that time um i would love to i would love it to happen but i just with all this talent coming through um we've obviously been talking already just talk, talking about know, the likes of vanderpol uh et al so yeah i wonder if it might just be his time if he were to win, I think it would be a win. Of, it would be an intelligent win. He would win it through through knowledge rather than legs, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's that time where he's he plays the role in the team where he looks at Oliver Nason or even Lawrence Nason and goes, "Go on, lad, off you go." Yeah, and that, and that, and they and pick steals it in the final. Yeah, yeah. Well then, that's the classics weekend coming up. I'm sure both Saturday and Sunday we'll have slightly longer shows as we kind of unpick both races and also talk about uh the climax to uae stage seven tomorrow which will uh, obviously be a, a sprint finish and pogacha's won the overall <laughs> uh, uh omni pet women's race on the saturday as well as the sudardesh classic and then the droma classic on the sunday as well so we'll speak to everybody over the weekend we'll record the waffle again on monday to go out wednesday likely so i think that's where we are Thank you, Inigo, for coming on. Not at all. Thanks for having me. Go and enjoy some more gelatos and whatever Italian for sunshine is. <laughs> il, il solo mio. No, that's something else, isn't it? No, that's, that's okay. That's okay. My son, yeah. my son. So, il solo mio, just one cornetto. Oh, no, I can't remember the rest. <laughs> I, uh, yes, uh, I will definitely be going to do a lot of that. <laughs> well, I'll speak to you over the weekend, mate. And to everybody else, we'll see you Saturday. Goodbye. That was me and Inigo. You can catch Inigo on Twitter at Le Waffler, and you can also hear him on the Crit podcast. That's the cycling ramble with Inigo and Tom. You can find that show wherever you found this one. One little errata I will add is that there was another previous winner taking to the start line tomorrow at Omloop, and that's Sebastian Langeveld, who won in 2011. He's racing with EF Nippo. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow. You'll hear us with all the day's news and the day's results. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast, and you can find all of our previous episodes, email the team, or leave us a voice message for inclusion on a show at quicklinkpod.co.uk. Catch us every day for a daily microdose of pro cycling headlines, rotating regular segments, as well as feature-length interviews and roundtable chats. This show is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube, and you can find us across social media by searching Quicklink Pod. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Goodbye.